You're listening to the Together Church Podcast. This week we observe the final days of Jesus' life. This is the week that leads him to his death, his burial, and his resurrection. We call it Holy Week. Holy Week for us is an opportunity to glance towards the resurrection of Jesus. Before there was a resurrection, there had to be a death. So in today's message, we're going to hear about Good Friday. We hope you enjoy today's podcast. This week, we observe the final days of Jesus' life. This is the week that leads up to his death and his burial and his resurrection. And we, we call it Holy Week. Holy Week for us is an opportunity to glance towards the resurrection of Jesus. But it's important for us to understand, before there was a resurrection, there had to be a death. In the day we celebrate Good Friday. That seems to be a bit of an oxymoron, doesn't it? How could a day that was so full of betrayal and heartache and death be considered a Good Friday? An innocent man was crucified. The pain of crucifixion was so horrendous that they invented a word to explain it, and that word was excruciating, which literally means from the cross. Good Friday is a day when followers of Jesus remember the sacrifice that he made for us on the cross. You know, that cross is a symbol of salvation and redemption. But salvation and redemption from what? You know, it's, it's our redemption. The, the cross shows us as a symbol. It's a symbol of victory over evil, a symbol over sin and victory over death. I mean, When you read the story of the crucifixion of Jesus, what you're going to notice is there were so many things that were happening, so many things going on at the cross. And I want us tonight, just just for a few moments, I want us to look at Luke chapter 23. And I'm just going to tell you up front, I'm going to read a lot of scripture. And the reason for that is I want this scripture to help us to fully grasp what Jesus did for you and I on a cross. And as we read this and process it, I want you to, in your mind... I want you to hear the sounds. I want you to see the people, to experience the event that was going on. The Bible tells us, as they led Jesus away, there was a man named Simon who was from Cyrene. He happened to be coming in from the countryside. The soldiers seized him and put the cross on him, and they made him carry it behind Jesus. And a large crowd began to trail behind him, including many grief-stricken women. Then the Bible tells us there were two others. They were both criminals. They were led out to be executed with him, and they came to a place called Golgotha. They nailed him to the cross, and the criminals were also crucified. There was one on his right, and there was one on his left. And Jesus cried out, saying, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. And the soldiers began to gamble for his clothes by throwing dice. The crowd watched The leaders scoffed. He saved others, they said. So let him save himself. If he is really God's Messiah, if he's really the chosen one, let him save himself. The soldiers began to mock him too. They were offering him a drink of sour wine. And they called out to him, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. And a sign was fastened above him with these words, This is the king of the Jews. Of the Jews. So one of the criminals hanging beside him began to cry out and said, So if you're the Messiah, 
You're the Messiah, are you? Prove it by saving yourselves and us too while you're at it. But the other criminal protested, don't you fear God even when you have been sentenced to die? He said, we deserve to die for our crimes, but this man, he's done nothing wrong. And then he said, Jesus, remember me when you enter into your kingdom. And Jesus replied to him, I assure you that today you will be with me in paradise. And by this time, it was about noon and darkness began to fall across the whole land until three o'clock. The light from the sun was gone and suddenly the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn down in the middle. And then Jesus shouted, Father, I entrust my spirit into your hands. And with those words, he breathed his last. When the Roman officer overseeing the execution saw what had happened, he worshiped God and said, Surely, this man was innocent. And when all the crowd that came to see the crucifixion, they saw what happened, they went home in deep sorrow. But Jesus' friends, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, they all stood at a distance watching. They stood at a distance watching. Everything that we just read in Luke 23 is happening in the crowded city of Jerusalem. People have gathered there to celebrate the Passover. The Jewish historian Josephus estimated that there were approximately 3 million people in the city of Jerusalem at this time. There were so many people watching this event unfold right before their eyes. You know, when I think of the crucifixion of Jesus, I always imagine this cross that was super high up in the air. But did you know that history actually tells us that people were hung on a cross at eye level so that passerbys could look them directly in their eyes and mock them and spit into their face? The closer that people got to the cross, the better they saw and understood what was happening. So it was on that Good Friday that so many people responded so differently because of their proximity to, to the cross. There were those who were committed to what Jesus did. There were those who were committed but stepped away after watching him die. And then there were those who were confused and didn't even understand what was happening. They were all seeing the same event at different perspectives, different proximity. The greatest event in human history is taking place and people are missing it. There has never been a more important six hours on this earth than that moment of the crucifixion of Jesus. It's God's son on a cross, a public execution. And he is on the cross because of our sin. The book of Romans tells us that he, Jesus, was handed over to die because of our sin. And he was raised to life to make us right with God. You see, the cross has a message for every one of us. And that message is that God made a way for us to have a personal relationship with him. There was a separation between us and God. And the Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. No one is exempt. You and me, we've all sinned and fallen short of his glory. In Isaiah, he says, but your iniquities, they have separated you from God. 
Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear you. Because of our sin, you and I were separated from a holy God. That's bad news. But God knew that we were separated from him. And he longed to restore that relationship with us. So Jesus came and suffered a physical death. And he was raised to life in the spirit because we were all separated from God. Now, how do you get to a God who you were separated from? The Bible tells us that for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes can have life and everlasting life. We have to realize that we, you and me, were guilty. And we had been sentenced with death. But Jesus took our place on the cross. He made a way for us. And when you see the cross, you have to remember that you don't have to pay for that sin. All you have to do is believe in the one who did. Just believe in him. Trust in him. Have a relationship with him. God made a way when there was no way. We didn't earn it. God did it because he loves us. I heard Pastor Paul Washer once say, I have given God countless reasons not to love me, but none of them have been strong enough for him to change his mind. You know, you and I can't save ourselves. We're helpless. And the Bible says that if you don't know Jesus, you are dead in your trespasses. You are dead in your sin. And guess what? Dead people can't do anything. We didn't do anything for God to love us. Because of the cross, we now have access to God. Not because of what I did and what you did, but on what Jesus did on that cross on Good Friday. God came to man and made a way for us. He gave us hope. So maybe tonight you're watching this or you're listening to this and the Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now. And you recognize that your life is hopeless and you need to be healed and forgiven of sin. I understand it's tough when you lose hope. I have met people all the time I meet them and they have lost hope because of circumstances in their life. The good news, you can find hope in the cross of Jesus because he paid the price and said, it is finished. Not that you are finished. He said that it is finished. The price that was needed to be paid for your life has been paid in full. And that gives us hope for a future. God wants to give you hope. He also wants to heal your life. He wants to give you that. I've seen the healing power of Jesus in my own life. I was broken and I was a mess, but Jesus brought healing to my life. And what Jesus went through on the cross was beyond what we could ever imagine, the pain, the agony, the beating. The prophet Isaiah says that he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be made whole. He was whipped so that we could be healed. There's healing in Jesus. The cross is a place of healing. It's ironic that at a place that caused Jesus the most pain brought us the most healing. Good Friday. Even though it was filled with hurt and pain, it was still a Good Friday because in that hurt and that pain was a new life for you and for me. So maybe you're watching and listening and you've never really asked Jesus to save you and you need hope and healing. Maybe you have never seen the cross like that before. And you may say, but Robbie, you you don't know my life and you don't know how bad my life is. 
Can I just tell you, 1 John 1, 9 says this, if we confess our sins to him, no matter what we've done and where we've come from, it says that he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It's not about your past failures or who you've been. It's about who God says that you are. Salvation is available to you today. And you receive that through faith. And if you would like to start that relationship with God, would you just pray this prayer with me? Dear God, thank you for loving me and sending Jesus into this world. I believe he died. And on the, he died on the cross for my sins. And he rose again. Forgive me for my sins. And give me the gift of eternal life. God, I surrender my life to you in Jesus' name. If you said that prayer, would you do me a favor and let us know? You can send us a direct message on Facebook or even email us at info at wearetogether.church. We want to help you grow in that relationship with Jesus. We want you to reach out and speak with someone. And we want to get you connected to the life of our church. We're so thankful for you. We're thankful for everybody that is watching tonight and those who are listening. Let us just continue as we look towards Easter Sunday and the resurrection that we don't forget the death that Jesus paid for us so that we could have life with him.